Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's the difference between confidence and arrogance? Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Now, I love the mountains because there's almost no better place for me in my life to have learned that difference. And another story from uh, Tomorrow Together, Essays of Hope, Healing, and Humanity. When, uh, when I was young, a mountain trail gave me an early lesson between the two. It was Labor Day weekend, my freshman year of high school, and my friend Mike asked if I wanted to hike a 14er with him. In Colorado, 14er refers to the tallest mountain peaks, those that rise above 14,000 feet, hence the name. And Colorado boasts 53 of those peaks, 58 if you use a more generous definition. Hiking them is a pastime for many Colorado outdoor enthusiasts, but up to that point in my life, I had never done it. Now, a key feature of hiking these peaks is you have to start early. Like, you get up at 4 a.m., grab breakfast, drive, arrive at the trailhead by 6 a.m. or even earlier, and you start early to get up and down the mountain quickly before afternoon lightning storms come up. So I waited in the dark outside my house for Mike and his mom to pick me up and I wore brand new hiking boots and a pair of blue floral print shorts that my mom had sewn for me. Thanks, Mom. We arrived at Mount Beardstadt Trailhead and started hiking just before sunrise. There were crusts of ice lining the edge of the mountain stream and icy dewdrops weighed down the willow branches, so you can picture it was cold. And the willows. The trail winds through acres of shrubby willow bogs before climbing up the stony peak. And the soil in those bogs was wet and soft in places, tenuous mat of decayed branches that held you up like a suspension bridge above icy, dark willow juice. In the middle of the trail, we came upon a churned-up, muddy stretch. It looked like the muck would be soft and slimy during the day, but right now, early in the morning, the frosty mountain had frozen the mud. The dark ice looked cold and solid. Nevertheless, Mike, his mom, and my friend Matt walked around the mud. Not me. I had new boots. Strong boots. Boots that wouldn't mind a little mud. After all, isn't that what boots are made for? And so I boldly stepped on the ice-encrusted mud and sank up to my waist. My friends tried to pull me out, but the cold, wet slime created a vacuum, and as they pulled, I could feel my feet sliding out of my boots. Ultimately, my friends found several long branches and were able to wedge down by my feet, work them around, and move aside enough mud that it released the vacuum that had threatened to steal my boots off my feet. When my friends hauled me out of the mud, my hand-sewn blue floral shorts weren't blue anymore. Sorry, Mom. By the end of the day, the dried, crusty mud covering my legs, infiltrating my socks and chafing between my toes was the start of a valuable lesson. The mountain always wins. It's a lesson I'd learned more deeply as I became familiar with these peaks. I mentioned that you start early so that you're well off the summit by noon. That's when the lightning storms begin. The storms come up suddenly because the sun warms the exposed rocky peaks. The heat radiates from the stones into the surrounding atmosphere, which warms and rises in a column. The rising mass meets cooler air, 
and the, as the rising air cools, moisture condenses, forming clouds, and all of that energy and moving air creates electricity. One time I was on my way down the mountain well before noon, but not before electrified clouds swirled up and sleet pelted us. Women with longer hair found it standing straight up. I hiked with collapsible metal walking poles, and as I swung the pole forward, the air around it audibly crackled with energy. People stopped for pictures. That's a good way to get killed. We ran down the mountain, and we're lucky. The mountain always wins. You may have prepared for an ascent for months and hiked for the better part of a day, but a storm comes up, there's only one healthy choice. Turn around. There's a difference between the grit of confident resiliency and arrogance. Grit, confidence, and resiliency help us to push through our self-imposed barriers, to understand our potential, and to stand on heights we may never have imagined. But arrogance is a failure to understand ourselves and our environment, to confront the hard facts. I love the mountains because they are such potent teachers. They draw out grit, build confidence, and reward resiliency. But you cannot cheat the mountain. The mountain always wins. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.